Thank you for downloading the Beacon Church podcast. We hope that you enjoy today's message and that you find that God speaks to you through it. My name is Renardi, and um, I went New Day a couple of years ago, where and it was just a completely different experience. Um, I realised that I didn't know God at all. That I was just going through stages that I was going to church and everything, but I didn't know who God really was. And ever since I've been New Day, everything has changed for me. My life has changed. Um, and today I just want to talk briefly about God and what he's, well, what I feel like I want to say. Um, can you turn to Isaiah 43, verse 2 to 3? So, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not consume, will not set your blaze. For I am the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cusha and Seba in your place. So, this book was written by Isaiah the prophet, who at the time had the mission of turning the people of Israel back to God, who at the time was set, <laughs> were held captive by the, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce this, but Assyrians. Um, this passage was written at the time because the Israelites needed to understand that God, they need to understand God's love and faithfulness in the captivity they faced in order to be set free. Um, when I read this passage, it seems obvious in it telling you that God is with you. But it's far deeper than that. It tells you about God's character. It tells you that God is loving, consistent, and faithful. What does that mean for us, though? It means that in every situation you could be in, which could be from you losing a lost one, it could be from you having stress in school or at work, um, family issues, or even a fading relationship with God, that God is there, that he's loving, consistent, and faithful. And the reason why I repeat these words is because as humans, we can't fulfill these words to its fullest potential. The fact is, we're not always loving. We're not always consistent. We're not always faithful. But those things, God's are. And because of these attributes that God has, and the fact that he can fulfill these attributes to its fullest potential means that we can turn to him whenever we go through things. But the issue is, we tend to lock ourselves up when things aren't going right. We tend to try to go through things by ourselves. And what, instead of doing that, what we should do is actually turn to God. And in the same way that the Israelites were held captive because they didn't understand God's love and faithfulness, unless we don't understand God's faithfulness through Christ, then we are also captive and not free. And... I don't think there's a better verse to explain that than John 3.16. So can you turn to that verse, please? So, for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So you probably heard this verse many times, and you probably think, I know what this means. But when you think about it, 
is much deeper there, again, because it's probably the greatest representation of God's love. You see, when you think about it, think about God. This is a God with unlimited power, who's, who's perfect in every way and is wonderful. He's, yeah, just perfect. And there's us, our sinful nature. We do so many things, the same things time and time again. And then this God, you know, sacrificed his son, who's also perfect, who's also wonderful for us, for our silly, our stupidity, for all our sins, that, all the stupid things that we do. Um, and I want to ask you a question. Put your hand up. If you had a son, would you sacrifice him for other people's mistakes? No one. Exactly. And it just shows you how much God loves us because, you know, if you can't do it yourself, the fact that God done it for us shows that actually he's a God that's loving, caring, and consistent and faithful. Um, So the link is... You're probably thinking, what is the link through all of this? Um, The fact is, if we accept Christ's love and faithfulness, um, then we will have no doubt whether God is with us because his unconditional love and faithfulness and consistency covers it all. And through God being with us, it means that we are set free because not only do we have a chance of receiving eternal life, but also it means that we can conquer and defeat any challenges that come our way. Um... I have a personal story myself. Um, there was a time in year 11, which was like last year. Um, <laughs> if you know me, then you know that I really like football. And football, you know, it used to mean everything to me. Um, not so much anymore. Um, you know, I came back from New Day and everything was going well. I could say my relationship was going well with God and... You know, I was just start, I was starting to get back to myself in terms of football. And um, there was a time around October where I had training. And, but I was going to be very late. So I decided, you know what, let me not go training. Let me just go kick about with a couple of my friends. And, you know, I was probably one of the best when I was playing with one of my friends. <laughs> well, I didn't know them, but when I was playing. So I thought you know what, let me just try and show everyone a bit of my skill. (laughs) And I tried this skill, and so I tried to basically backheel the ball, and it went completely wrong. (laughs) Instead of kicking the ball, I kicked my toe out of place. So my toe was dislocated like this, and it was was so bizarre. It was so bizarre. Um... But I probably, at the time, I was thinking, all right, I'll go to hospital. They'll click it back into place. I'll probably be back playing in two weeks. In two weeks, you know, everything will be fine. So I go to hospital. They click it back into place. And I thought, yeah, it's all done. But when they come and speak to me, they said, um, unfortunately, there's a small part of your toe that's been broken off. So you can't play football for a good six to eight weeks. And I remember absolutely being, I was fuming. I was like, how, how could this happen? Like, it's one small thing, one trick that goes wrong has led to me not playing football for eight weeks. It's actually ridiculous. And I remember at that time, I got, had an opportunity to train with Crystal Palace Football Academy again. But I couldn't because my toe was broken. So it made things, re- made me even more angry. But what I didn't realise is when I was going throughout that time period... 
I was, falling, I was fading away with my relationship with God. Um, I learned a lot of things during that time. I realized that I love to worry too much, which meant that I was always down on myself. Everything I did, I always felt sorry for myself. Instead of looking to God, I would try to look to myself, which meant that everything got worse. And I just, yeah, I just learned a credit, lots of things while I was there, while I was, had a broken toe. Um, but what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to get out of this story is that by the time I came out, I was much, a much stronger person because I realised actually that God is with me, that whatever I do, whatever happens, that God is actually with me, that it doesn't matter what I go through, that opportunities will come. Opportunities will come, they will, they will be there. And for me, that was a great representation of God's faithfulness and love. Because the fact, despite me being angry at the time, the fact that God had allowed me to get injured even though I was pursuing this dream. I was really pursuing this dream and God, uh, he stopped it. He stopped it. He basically said, no, actually spend time with me. And I was fuming. I remember I was so angry, but... <laughs> yeah, it was just so angry. That's, that's what I can remember. Um, but the fact that God set me apart so I can get closer to him shows that God is so loving and faithful because... He knew that if I continued this way, I would have forgotten who he was. But the fact that he brought me back to him just shows that he cares about me so much. And what does that mean for us? It means that um, when we go through our daily challenges, that we remember that God is loving, that he is for us. Which means that um, when you wake up and you might, you might have a situation in school or work that actually is going wrong, but God is with me. Um, that we remember that God is faithful, that he is with us, that when, again, when we go through situations, that we remind ourselves that, you know what, this might be happening, but actually God is with us. That we remember that God is consistent, that he never lets us down, that when we go through certain things, that, you know, this, you might be going through a situation right now, and it might be lasting for quite a long time, but I just want to tell you that God is with you, and he won't stop being with you because he loves you. And the fact is, he died on the cross for you. So, what I want to say, if I want to sum up today, is that God's love is permanent and it's something that can't be changed. And that he is faithful and consistent and he's, he's perfect in every way. So, when you're going through things, don't forget who he is and constantly remind yourself that he is with you. Um, can I just pray? Lord, I just want to thank you that you brought us all here today to find out more about who you are. And I just pray, Lord, that your spirit dwells among us, Lord. And Lord, that we may experience who you are and understand your love. I pray, Lord, that your love radiates all of all of us, that you may be with us at all times, that, Lord, that when things aren't going right, that you may remind us and you may actually show us that you are with us. That, Lord, that constantly that our lives, you know, may live for you. That, Lord, that wherever, whatever we go through, that we just point towards you. That we don't point towards ourselves, but we absolutely point towards you. And, Lord, I want to thank you for the fact that four people are getting baptized today. I want to thank you that you have 
grown these people to such a point that they actually want to proclaim their faith in front of many people. I know that it's not an easy thing to do, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that, Lord, that you may bless them, Lord, that you may bless their families, Lord, that you may constantly be with them. And no matter what happens, no matter what they go through, Lord, that, Lord, that you are number one, you're the number one thing in their lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Thank you for the time. Guys and Dave and Becky, you know who you are. You want to just come and gather around the front. These guys are just going to come to the front, and in a little while, they'll give a bit of a testimony about um, themselves and why they've chosen today to become baptised. And as they're kind of getting comfortable and getting towards the front, guys, if you, if you start making your way, we thought it'd be really helpful just to give a very quick sort of few minutes sort of summary about why we're doing this. Um, and what we've done over the last few weeks is as a group, we have met after church and we've looked at what the Bible says about being a Christian and about being baptised. And um, we've done it deliberately in that order, actually, what it is to be a Christian and what it is to be baptised, because... Um, primarily because we see in the Bible that those who are baptised, it follows after they've confessed um, faith in the Lord Jesus. So we've deliberately looked at that order, being a Christian, and then as a Christian, what it is to be baptised. Um, there are two um, quick verses I'd like to read to us. They're quite familiar about what it is to be a Christian. It says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And another well-known verse as well, Ephesians 2, says this, It is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God. And those two verses and many other um, in the Bible um, make very clear that our salvation, our coming to um, become a Christian is through faith alone. It's not through doing stuff. It's not by being good enough. It's not by doing particular ceremonies. Um, at this time of year, as Christmas approaches, kids are often taught if they're good enough, Father Christmas will come and give them a gift. Well, we know the Bible says our gift from God is nothing to do with how good we are. Actually, it's a response of our, it's a faith. It's a position of faith in who Jesus is, and it's faith alone. So that's what we looked at about being a Christian. But then I suppose it begs the obvious question, if it's by faith alone, and I've just said don't worry about ceremonies and stuff like that to become a Christian, I guess it begs the obvious question, well, why be baptized then? Why are we doing what we're about to do if actually being a Christian is through faith? And so we looked at what the Bible says about being baptized, and we felt there were three really sort of standout reasons the Bible gives for being baptized, and Lucy's going to share those for us now. Okay, so the first reason we talked about was obedience, um, that Jesus tells us to do it, which probably is a good enough reason in itself. Um, So right at the end of Matthew, Jesus is recorded as saying to his disciples, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus tells us to do that. Um, And in our group, we talked about how um, even though salvation is through faith alone, so we don't have to do anything else to be saved, um, once you are saved and once you realize um, that God is your father um, and that Jesus died um, so that you could be in relationship with him, the natural response to that is that you want to obey him. Um, 
you want to do what he, he says to do. Um, and that's um, because you know um, that he loves you. And so you know that if he tells you to do something, it's for your good. Um, and also because you want to show through your actions that you're committed to him, um, that you're following him. So that's the first reason, obedience, um, obedience to God, obedience to Jesus. And um, the second reason we looked at is that it's something symbolic, um, that it represents something on a spiritual level. So we're doing baptism today the way they did it in the Bible, um, which is obviously in a paddling pool in a primary school. It's very, <laughs> exactly the same. Um, no, but seriously, the way we do it um, is dunking in and then bringing back out, which is the same as they did it in the Bible. Um, and there's, there's no sort of magic in that, in terms of it's not sort of magical water, um, but it does um, represent um, what's happening on a spiritual level. So going down into the water um, is like dying, not literally, we hope, um, but it's like dying um, to yourself um, and dying to your old life, that old life when you were in charge. And then coming back out of the water um, is like being reborn into your new life, the new life where Jesus is in charge. So Romans 6, verse 3 says, um, All of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Um, and also, the, the water itself is symbolic, so it represents washing our sins away. In Acts 22:16, it says, um, And now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. Um, and then the last reason that we looked at um, is that baptism is a public declaration. Um, so the Bible tells us to do some things in private. It says that we should pray in private. It says that we should fast in private, um, but baptism can't be in private. You can't baptize yourself. Um, you need at least one person there. Um, and that's, I think, really important. It's important that it's an outward sign um, of what you've committed to um, personally. And it's also good practice. It's good practice because we're not called to live our faith privately and um, in secret. We're called to live it um, publicly um, and to be a light to the world. Um, and it's also just really encouraging for those who are watching it. Um, it's really exciting for all of us. Um, and, yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm really excited and encouraged to see these guys get baptized. It's amazing. Um, so they're each going to share their testimony, um, and then we're going to pray for each of them one at a time. So I think Petra is going first. So come, Petra. Woo-woo! <laughs> Praise God. Um, I'll say you've had my testimony before. I'm just glad that I've taken another step in faith to get baptized and to get closer, more closer to God. And I'm really grateful because God has given me what I wouldn't imagine getting within a year which is having a family. After getting a family, there are tremendous um, steps, that achievements that I've gone through, and I'm really grateful to God for that. Um, yeah, thank you, Bikon. That's all I can say. Thank you so much for guiding me through the path of faith and 
making me stand strong in God. Because whenever you're alone, you tend to go weak and you lose at the end of the day. But when you have a strong bonding family, you grow strong, which I've achieved most of all in this Beacon family. Thank you so much. Thank you. So we're going to pray for Petra. So if anyone wants in particular to pray for Petra, come up. We're all going to gather around and pray. All the rest of us as well. Let's, let's be engaged with this as well. Even if you don't know who Petra is, let's just, all of us just pray for her as she's... Um, soon to be baptised. God's got to say to you is just how much he loves you. Just how special you are to him. You talk frequently around uh, the love that you've experienced here in this church. But God loves you so much more. He loves you. He, his heart bursts with love for you. And I just have a sense that he's going to pour a fresh sense of a fresh touch of that love on your life today as you faithfully and obediently get baptized so lord come and just pour your spirit on petra now pour it out lord open the floodgates of heaven and may she be drenched in your love today may she know of your love a new depth that just wasn't there before a depth of knowledge of just how wide and how deep that love is that her father has for her. And that nothing, nothing can separate her from that love. Nothing. So come and do that, Lord, for your glory's sake. Amen. Yeah, um, Petra, I just feel like um, it's so encouraging when you talk about how the church is your family, but um, we want to let you know that you're our family as well. Um, so it's not like, you know, you're, you're, you're on the fringe and we're just there to sort of help you. You actually help others just by being here. And um, God knits us together as a tapestry. And the Bible doesn't talk about individuals. It speaks about communities, a people group, a nation. Um, and you're part of that and you're part of us. And Lord, I thank you for the work you've done in Petra's life. I thank you um, for the joy that she brings to us, Lord. And I just pray that you continue to work in her life. I pray that you continue to show her the depths of how awesome your grace and your mercy is and lord i pray that um like she feels that she has been welcomed in that she'll be also someone that welcomes others in because she's part of this family amen father we thank you so much that uh, your word says that you put the lonely in families and actually all of us are lonely and uh, you've put us into a family, and we thank you that you've given us Petra as part of our family, and you've given us to her as her family. 
And we thank you that you are the father of this family. And it is you that we can turn to. And we thank you so much that there was a day when Petra turned to you and said, Father. And we thank you that, that you will continue your fatherhood of her right through the rest of her life. And we now pray your deep and rich blessing upon her and Jayla in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Junior. Junior, it's you next. Let's give a round of applause to Junior. Before I came to Christ, I think my life was at a point where I was going to church, but I wasn't really a Christian, similar to what Renindy said. And I always told people that I was a Christian, but then when it came to things like praying by myself, I wouldn't do it, and I never really had that connection with Christ. And when I used to go to church, I used to see the people singing and praying and um, talking in tongues and praying and singing out loud. I never understood it. And it was until I went to New Day for the first time. And I'd heard stories about everyone talking about New Day when they went the year before. And they were talking about how they enjoyed it and how it was one of the best experiences of their life, one of the best weeks. And I thought to myself, I want to, to feel that. And um, I can just remember just telling my mom straight away about it. And I really wanted to do it. And I went there thinking that I was a Christian and it was until one night a speaker spoke and they said that you're not really a Christian until there's been a point in your life where you said, Jesus Christ is Lord and he's my savior. I want to do everything. I want to live my life for him. And then after they, they encouraged people to, to step forward and to make that, to proclaim that. And I can remember something my mom told me when I was really young. And she said that, it wasn't her, safe that was, her faith that was going to save me. It was going to be my own. And I remember standing there, and I didn't want to step forward because nobody else was stepping forward, and I was nervous. And then usually with me, I, I'm not the person to step out of the crowd. And this was the first time where I really felt like that. And I stepped forward, and I think that's one of the best decisions I've ever made. And after that, I didn't really go to church but when I came the second time, um, Dave talked about how coming together and being a family and that you need a support group to really be a Christian. You need your friends and you need your family and you, you need to pray together, you need to come together and talk together about what's happening in your life and not to be alone. And I came here to Beacon. For the, it wasn't the first time, but it was my second time coming here. And then I didn't expect myself to come the next week but I thought something dragged me back here. And week after week, after week, after week, I was coming back. And um, there's never been a time in my life where I've actually looked forward to going to church. I've looked forward to coming to, to God. And that time came, and then one of the weeks was in church. And then I found out that Renady got baptized, and he didn't tell me. <laughs> and... Uh, and I thought to myself, um, why it never come to my head to get baptized. And I thought to myself, why can't I get baptized? And a few weeks later, Pete and Lucy, um, they talked about the course. 
and it was something that I was interested in. And then when I came to the course, there was something that really resonated inside of me when I was talking about how the space between somebody giving their life to Christ and getting baptized was really short, and it usually happened all at the same time. And um, I think from that week, I decided I wanted to get baptized. And during that time of the baptism week, I saw another one of my friends get baptized, and that encouraged me even more. And I'm just here, I just got to the point where I'm at home praying every day. Um, I'm more afraid to tell people what I believe and who I believe in. And I'm looking forward to coming to church every single week. And I hope that continues. And I just want to thank the church for accepting me. I want to thank my family for bringing me to this point. I want to thank my friends for encouraging me to continue being a Christian. And I just pray that this can continue for the rest of my life. Amazing. Right. If your friends of Junior, family, friends, come up and we're going to pray for Junior as well. Um, that was amazing. Let's gather around. And, and again, if you're, even if you don't know Junior, please do um, pray for him now. Yeah, Lord, we just um, thank you for um, Junior's heart towards you. Um, in the first week uh, when he came to the baptism course, we went around a circle and asked how people were feeling about getting baptised, they wanted to get baptised, and he was like straight away, yeah, I want to get baptised. And it was so encouraging um, for me and probably for other people there. And I just thank you, Lord, that that's a work that you did in his heart, that you brought him to that place. And um, I just know that you, when he was saying, when he had that enthusiasm, when he said how much he wanted to get baptized, you were looking down smiling. Um, and I know that you're looking down smiling now. And so I just pray that, um, that he would just know um, how pleased you are um, with him, how pleased you are with his decision. Um, and just keep that enthusiasm, that openness to you in his heart, Lord. I pray that that would go with him and it would actually increase from today. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for where you've brought Junior thus far, Lord. We've, me as a friend of heaven, I've seen how much he's changed, Lord, just having conversations with him, meeting up with him and praying with him, Lord. It's, it's been a privilege, Lord. He's encouraged me so much that he doesn't even understand, Lord. Sometimes when I just have little conversations with him, he's blessed me, Lord, and I just pray that you bless him, Lord. You help him to be a blessing, Lord. You encourage him, Lord. I, hope you, I pray that you help him to be prosperous, and to continue to watch over him, Lord, and help him to be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, yeah, Jeannie, I just had a word for you, um, and I had a picture of um, a boulder, uh, like a really massive stone that nobody else could push, um, but you were able to push it. Um, and it just tied into something that you said before when you said that um, 
up to now, you're not somebody who would stand out at the crowd or put themselves out out there. But I think the Lord wants to say that he will put you out there. Um, he is going to push you out into places that may seem uncomfortable. Um, but in doing that, he's going to use you to push the boundaries. Um, and that will be in other people's lives. So the way that you speak and connect to other people and to your friends and to those around you, um, he's going to do something really special in you and equip you um, to push the boundaries in people's lives and to move for his kingdom. So, Father, I just want to thank you so much for Junior, and I want to thank you for this step of faith that he's doing now, and it's such a wonderful thing to, to see. And I pray that you would just guard his heart, that you would guard his faith, Lord, that you would increase it and multiply it. Um, I pray, Father, that you would push um, those boundaries, that he would be able to do things in your mighty name that so many other people would not be able to do um, because you have a call upon his life. Um, I pray that you would give him the fruits and the gifts of your spirit in, in um, increasing measure, Lord, that he would be able to speak in tongues and to do all those crazy things that other, he's seen other people do. Um, but I pray that he would do that out of a place of knowing who you are and that he is wonderfully and fearfully loved by you. Yeah, Junior, I was praying for you this week and um, I was reminded of uh, Stephen in the, uh, in the New Testament and there was this, this time where things really did go wrong for him. Um, and uh, he looked up to the heavens and he said that he saw Jesus standing at the throne and it's quite significant because Jesus doesn't really stand at the throne, Jesus sits on the throne and the fact that Jesus was standing was his recognition of who Stephen was he was saying that I'm with you, I'm for you um, I agree with the way that you are living your life and I just got a real sense that Jesus is standing for you um, he, really, uh, he just really just, he's for you and he champions you. It says that, um, it says that Jesus pray, intercedes for us to the Father. And he intercedes for you. He champions you. He, he celebrates in the man that you are and the character that you have. And um, just feel that God just wants to bless you. Lord, I just pray that you pour your spirit out upon him more. I pray for a relationship with you that goes deeper and deeper, better and better. I pray that you set him on fire for you, Lord. I pray that every day he gets another facet of your glory, Lord, that for the rest of his life he, he enjoys celebrating in who you are and what you have done and what you continue to do, Lord. And as that grows with his friends and with his family and his future family himself, Lord, I just pray that you, you really bless him, that you keep hold of him, that you show him more about who you are and what you do. We thank you for what you've done, um, but even more so, we thank you for what you're going to do. That's great. Thanks, guys. Mark, you can stay where you are. I'll hand the mic to you. Um, everybody, this is Mark. Let's give him a big round of applause. Good morning, everyone. I just want to thank everyone for being here to um, share this moment with me and the people you're coming to watch get baptized. Um, so. I gave my life to Christ in 2015, I believe, yeah. Uh, I think before that, I'd say I was a Christian, but it was mainly because, obviously, my mum was a Christian. My mum was, like, she really had a lot of faith. Um, I'd go to church every now and then, but it had no relevance to me. It didn't mean much to me. Uh, but, yeah, my life wasn't in Christ. I just lived a life. I was stressed a lot sometimes, think it was all about me, try to do things myself, worry a lot. And it just wasn't, it was, it looked, it felt as if it was going fine, but it was, it was, it wasn't going fine at all. So, um, I think my journey to this point started whilst I was in year seven. Uh, whilst I was in year seven, uh, in school, I was in, I was in the bottom set. I wasn't, 
um, naturally intelligent. I hanged around with students who were bad, a bad influence on me. Uh, I wouldn't say I was, I, I was a bad influence myself, but it was all bad influences together. Um, uh, yeah, uh, then I'd worry a lot. I remember one time I was meant to, I really love football as well, just like Renady. I was meant to go on trial one time for Stoke in year seven with a couple other friends, but then my mum said, you're going to America, Mark. And I was like, oh, so I'm going to miss this trial. And I started to worry because I found out that my friends got signed. One of my friends got signed and it, I was kind of jealous. It's just upsetting. I came up from America, I was still worrying and nothing changed. I just became more lazy. And uh, in year seven, Dave and uh, my head of year made a decision to move me up to Dave's form, which was the second set in the whole year. And uh, I think that was a big change for me because Dave's form had students who were positive, um, they fought positively, they had the right mindset, they knew where they wanted to go with life, and it were just nice people to be around. So it was between me and another student, and they chose me. Uh, that other student had got excluded permanently, so that could have been me, but, you know, that was God's plan. But I never saw that plan, because I was basically blind at that time. So uh, 2015 came. Uh, Dave wanted to take us to... 2014, was it? Dave wanted to take us to New Day for the first time. Obviously, we didn't really... We wasn't too familiar with New Day. We didn't know too much. We wanted to go there, obviously, to have fun. I don't think the concept of God was really clicking in our minds. Um, <laughs> so was going to go, uh, I remember I was ready, everyone was going to go. A day before, mum said, you're not going. I was like, what? She said, you're not going. I was like, okay. Uh, told Dave, I didn't even tell Dave I wasn't meant to go. I wasn't going, but I ended up not going. And the others went. And I think that happened for a reason, because um, on that journey, obviously God has a plan for you throughout your life, which sometimes you can't see. But I think that was just part of his plan, me not going New Day. I think God was telling me, listen, Mark, you're not ready. You're not ready to go. So uh, 2015 came, and I went New Day that year, and it was incredible. I saw thousands of people my age on the same mission, people who love God. And I saw it, I was thinking, yeah, I want to be a part of this. I want to give my life to Christ. And uh, just like Junior, there was that step. You, you, the, the man said, take a step forward if you want to give your life to Christ. And obviously, I was nervous because uh, no one was stepping forward. But I felt something spiritual happen within me. I felt a voice talking to me saying, listen, Mark, it's not about the others, it's about you. It's about me and you right now, Mark. Do you want to take this step? You should. And I took this step, and I became a Christian that day for the first time in my life. Um, I came back from New Day, and things were pretty... They improved a bit, but, you know, it was, it was difficult. Uh, I think I fell away from God at times. I still worried. Uh, yeah, it didn't really improve. Then this new day came, this year's new day came, and uh, I learned a lot, a lot. I remember certain nights this new day, um, things weren't going for me. I think there was one night uh, people were being healed. My leg was hurting, it didn't heal. Um, certain things didn't go for me. And I remember Valentine telling me, um, the faith is not based on experiences, but by faith. So that was key to me because... As I took it, when I came back home, um, when I was about to make stupid decisions or do something immoral, I thought about what Val said. And it's, it's meant to be an everyday thing. You're meant to be faithful to God every day. It's not when you go a new day, that's where it happens. You come back home and you're the same. So that, play, that what Val said was important to me. And I came back and I started to get involved with church a lot more. Uh, 
Becky and Dave at Becky's house, we talked about God, we drew near to God. Uh, yeah, and it just allowed me to become a better Christian. And I spoke to God more. He influenced my life. He made me a nicer person. And those are small things, so worrying less, uh, being nicer to people, those are small things um, that happened to me. But another thing Val said was that the small things lead to the big things. So those small things in my life, it's still a journey, but it's still happening. It's them small things that's happening. I think as a person, I'm improving. My friends have helped me improve. Becky and Dave have helped me improve as a Christian. And uh, for that reason, I want to give my life to Christ. Um, no, I want to be baptized, sorry. <laughs> I want to be baptized because I feel that um, if I get baptized today, I can um, draw near to God and he will draw near to me. So for that reason, I want to be baptized today. Let's come up. If, um, if you're a good friend or family of Mark, please do come now and we'll pray for him together. Mark, as you were talking, I just had a word for you, and that was um, that the night is young. And um, I'm just asking God for revelation. And I don't want to, you know, kind of scare you or anything, but I just feel as if when God says the night is young, it's because it might not be easy. But just remember what Renidi said, that God is loving, God is faithful, and God is consistent. So though the night might be young or the night might be long, joy comes in the morning. And God's going to do things with you during the night time, during the darkest times. He's going to do something with you. He's just going to refine you for his glory. And just remember when you're going through it that it's not because um, God's abandoned you to let the devil have his way. It's because these things will happen for God's glory. Yeah, Rene, um, Mark, continuing from what Abby said, um, I had God say that you don't know how strong you are, just like Gideon, that the Lord said. He said, you mighty man of valor, go in this little strength of yours. You're wondering how long are you going to be keep up this Christian work, just trust in the Lord and what he's doing in you, what he has already begun in you. Like Rene explained today, he, he's all-powerful. His way is making the weak strong. This step of faith you're taking is that it's like you're, you're allowing God to come and walk in you. And he wants me to remind you that this, you're being dipped into this pool. You're not washing off dirt, but you're, you're permitting the power of God to come and walk in you. Just be patient and see what the Lord will do. So, Lord, I bless you. I, I, I thank you for this open young man, humble young man, that is hungry for you. I pray, Lord, that as, as he gets baptized today, oh, Lord, that you open his eyes to see, just like you opened Elijah's servant's eyes to see. Let him see how you love him, how much you love him, how strong you are, how powerful you are, that you are the Lion of Judah, the Lamb of God. So, Father, Lord, I pray that you fill him with your spirit, my God, and this great work you've begun in him, O oh Lord, that you complete, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Um, Mark, I remember when we was at um, Becky's house and we were told to write down like, things you want God to do in the coming months. And I remember writing down that I wanted God to do something in you. And now I'm seeing you get baptized. It's just amazing to, to it, it shows me, it gives me more faith and more belief. It encourages me. So I just want you to know that the things you do, the outward signs, the big steps that you take, it, it's encouraging for us and that you're blessing others while you're doing it. And God's going to bless you for that. And he's going to use you to help others draw nearer to him. And Lord, I just pray that you, you fill him with your spirit as he gets baptized, Lord. And I pray that you help him to see things in a better light, Lord. And you just use them for your greater glory. Amen. Um, Mark, I just want to thank you that you're somebody who I could turn to and that we went through this together and it was, wasn't just me or it wasn't just you. And that every day when I come to school, it's just easier to talk to you about what's going on. And I just want to thank you for all the, the words you've given me, all the wise words you've given me about my life. And I just want to thank you that you've continued to relight the light of God in me and that you've helped the Holy Spirit grow in me. And I thank you that you've helped me reach here today and that any time I felt nervous, you calmed me down. And every time I had a problem, you, you solved it. And I just pray that even after today, we can continue to do this and we can continue to be friends. Amen. Uh, yeah, Mark. Oh, that's loud. Um, Mark, I was praying for you this week and uh, reminded about the disciples and... Uh, when Jesus got up to heaven, the disciples gathered and there was only 11 of them when there used to be 12 um, because Judas wasn't there anymore. And um, they chatted about it, prayed about it, and there were two people that they thought um, they might fit. And they cast lots, so they literally just dragged their names out of a hat. And the one with the most you know, names that came out, that's the person that became the disciple. And um, those disciples became the apostles that literally turned the world upside down. Um, they transformed everything because of what Christ had done in them. And um, it was the same with you. Um, you acknowledged it in your testimony. You know, when you're in year seven, it's you and another boy, and we flicked a coin on you. Um, we literally flicked a coin. And, uh, <laughs> um, and one worked, one didn't, and you're the one that worked. And God uses those opportunities. Um, he takes hold of the coincidences, what, what we think are coincidences, and, and takes all these little moments, puts them together, and you look back, and that's your story, because God's the one who, he's involved in the big and the small. And Lord, I just pray that you continue to show Mark that you work in the big and the small. Lord, and I thank you that he can acknowledge that that's what you've done, because sometimes Christians go through, throughout their whole life waiting for the big moments, but actually it's God working through those little moments day by day that makes us stronger. It's, they're the things that change us and make us more like Jesus. And I pray that you show Mark the little things you're doing day by day. I pray you continue to work with him. Um, the, the growth and the fruit I've seen in this young man is remarkable. And you get the glory for that. You really do. And I just pray for more of that. I thank you that biblically it says that you raise us up and then you raise others around us. Um, and I can see that in your life, Mark, that he has raised you up and others have been raised up around you because of who you are and because of what God has done in you, just like the disciples when they turned the world upside down. So, Lord, I pray that through Mark's life that his world is turned upside down for you and others are as well, Lord, and that ultimately we'll be able to glorify you day by day, moment by moment. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody.
Last but not least, we have Hannah. Um, probably most of you know me as I go to this church, but I'm Hannah. Um, some quick facts about me. I'm 17 years old, and I've been a Christian for about six to seven years now. I, f- I first heard about God from a very young age since I'd grown up in Christian in a Christian family, with God being shown and talked about um, through many aspects of my life. For an example, my parents always used to read me Bible stories before I went to bed. I went to a Christian school, so I sang loads of hymns about him. Or even going to church, I went to Sunday school as a child. And I just really want to quickly say thank you to my parents for all the Christianness they put around me in my life, because I've really taken for granted how... Being, having Christian parents can really help you and encourage you, so thank you, Mum and Dad. Um, it wasn't really until around the age of 10 years old when I think I really had a real experience with God, and it challenged me to kind of rethink and rediscover how I felt about God, because I went to this Christian camp called Spring Harvest, and a youth leader asked if anyone wanted to become a Christian. Usually before when a youth leader, youth leader has asked that, I always used to be like, mm, maybe God's not saying anything right now. I'm not going to go for it. But this time it was really different. Um, I just really wanted to put up my hand and I really wanted to cry just in a really good way. However, little 10-year-old me, I was really confused. and I was like, I'm going crazy. What is this? So I decided to ask my parents, like, what, what, what is this? And they explained to me the likelihood is it was probably God. And they encouraged me to pray um, and see what God was trying to say. Um, Over that year, I decided to um, pray. And I realized that I think God was trying to ask me to become a Christian. And after my first encounter with him, it made me realize that God wasn't just a thing of the past or in the Bible stories that I read as a child. He was alive today, and I realized he wanted to be a part of my life, and I wanted him to be in my life too, so that next year at Spring Harvest, I became a Christian. However, afterwards, my faith began to waver a bit, um, and I went back to kind of my normal life, doing what 10-year-old, 11-year-olds wanted to do, really, Um, and it wasn't until New Day 2013 where I decided to recommit my life again to God, because... After um, experiencing him him again, I realized that I really wanted to take him seriously this time and go forward with it, as um, I guess after doing for a couple of years what I wanted to do, I didn't think I was very lost, as like Mark said, but after I just met with him once, I realized my life was pretty fulfilled and that I was very lost indeed, and God has a plan for my life, and there's pretty much no point fighting it because God's going to do what God wants to do. So after recommitting my life, God has made so many changes in my life. Um, One example is like my anxiety from someone who used to have frequent panic attacks, a natural born warrior, and just always having constant anxiety-filled feelings. He really helped me get through times that I really would not think I would have got through, like GCSEs and the time my mum had symptoms of a stroke or her illness or anything like that. And God becoming part of my life has really changed me for the better, not just through my anxiety, but also many other things. And it made me realize that all my problems can be put on him because he's my rock and he knows everything that's going to happen in my life. And he's protecting me and loves me just the way I am. Um, I decided I wanted to be baptized as it's something that God asks his followers to do as the next step after giving their life to him. And I had this sense that no time would never be right because before, whenever I was offered maybe baptism, I always would kind of be like, oh, no, I'm not reading my Bible enough or I'm not talking to God enough or I'm still committing that sin. 
but I realize that I'm never going to be the perfect Christian because I'm only human. And yeah, so I decided why not just jump in for it and go for it because that's what God wants you to do. So yeah, so here I am, going to be baptized hopefully. Yeah, thank you for listening. Hannah, stay there, stay there. A lot of you know Hannah. Let's, let's gather around Hannah and um, we'll pray for her too. Hannah, during the service, I had a, a word for you. And um, actually, that's the prayer that Hannah does just before she gives Samuel up. And she prays, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord, my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. And at that time, when someone's horn was lifted high, it was a sign of God um, having delivered that person from disgrace and putting them into a position of strength and honor. And I felt that God um, wanted to encourage you that he is, his, he is your rock. And in moments of weaknesses and fear and anxiety and obstacles in your life, you will be able to be your deliverer and to put you in position of strength and honor. Yeah, Lord, we pray over Hannah, Lord. We pray for your hand of love and grace and peace over her. Lord, we pray that you would strengthen her frame, Lord. What a privilege it is to have a, a young lady like her who's gone through quite a lot of difficult things in, in family home and who has stand faithful and trying to do the right thing and trying to follow you, Lord. And Lord, we pray that you would be her deliverer. You would be her rock and that you would be the one who puts her in a position of strength and honor in her life when there's weaknesses and obstacles that she's facing. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for Hannah. I just want to thank you for the person that you've made her to be. I want to thank you that you have just helped her to take this step and this journey, Lord Jesus, in her walk with you, Lord. I know that this journey isn't going to be perfect, and Hannah knows that herself, but she's not perfect, but you love her and you care for her, and you're always going to be there for her, Lord. I want to thank you for the person you've made her to be, Lord. She's so encouraging and friendly, Lord Jesus, and she's such a people person. She loves to help others, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you'll just bless her and you'll just help her at times where she needs you, Lord, I just pray, be with her. Amen. Yeah, I just wanted to say that, Hannah, you've surrounded yourself by people who genuinely love you. And through us, I think God's loving you too. I feel like, you know, getting us all to come here and just to see you make this huge step is just another declaration about how much you love God and how much God speaks through you and how much you affect us and show us that, you know, <laughs> we can be happy about ourselves within God's love. And I just want to thank God for blessing me with this um, opportunity just to know you because you're genuinely just one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Yeah, Father, thank you for Hannah. Um, it's obvious she's just a bit of a gem. Um, and I just pray that you would... Um, I thank you for what you've done in her life. And 
Um, I just have the words oak of righteousness. And I thank you that you've built in Hannah a strength that um, is probably stronger than she knows. And I just pray that you would um, protect that and nourish that as you would an oak. Um, and thank you that we can already see so much of your fruit in her life. Um, but there's so much more to come. So, Father, I pray for Hannah that you would fill her with your Holy Spirit. I pray that you would equip her with all that she needs for the plans and purposes that, that you have um, planned out for her. And I just pray for, I pray for those that we would see them, help us as her church and her friends to encourage her in that way. Amen. Amen. Okay, um, so we're going to start with the baptism. Um, so if... Um you have just listened to a Beacon Church recording. If you would like more information about us, our vision, the team, or upcoming events, please visit our website, which is beacon-church.org. You can email us at office at beacon-church.com or find us socially on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You are welcome to share this recording as you wish, but please do not make any edits without express consent. Thank you.